Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Wednesday morning, and Joe Welke is here to get those chores done and get everything lined up and let you know what's going on out there in the world of agriculture. We'll start out with our... Well, not much for adventure. I was just doing a lot of paperwork yesterday and getting caught up so I could kind of skater out down to the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm heading down there today to take part in the governor's auction. Not not buy anything because, you know, they get a little bit uh, pricey down there. But just to go down there to see how the kids did and uh, just be part of the whole aura of the Wisconsin State Fair. Around here, we have the Clark County Fair, the Pierce County Fair, Russ County Fair, and the Sawyer County Fair are starting tomorrow and going on through Sunday. So get out and get to those fairs. They, What I've been learning from all the fairs I've attended is just all the hard work that the kids put in for their projects, and it is so good to see communities coming together and having some fun and just being a being a community and and seeing all their accomplishments. Um, beautiful weather yesterday. Today, our expected high is eighty six and sunny. Tonight, fifty five. Tomorrow, eighty and sunny. Friday, seventy eight and sunny. Saturday, eighty four, sunny and humid. Sunday, eighty five, sunny and humid. And Monday, eighty three and humid. And if you're out and about this morning, you, I looked at the moon, and boy, was it a beautiful moon coming up today. It must be pretty much a full moon, and it, it was so orange. It was fun to, fun to see. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. As part of our chores, we're going to be doing some news, farm news, and we're going to talk about new 
a bill that was introduced into Congress, and USDA is planning to invest money on conservation on grazing lands. A little bit about pork expert exports for the first half of the year, and a story that's close to my heart about a scholarship that's being established in honor of my brother. So that's a little bit of what we're going to be doing and getting a lot of chores done in between. We also have Brad Matson and ProVision Partners coming up a little bit later, but let's get on with the chores. Wax is the Chippewa Valley's home for local country radio and your local country morning show. This is Wax 104.5 FM, WAXX, Eau Claire. Wax 104.5. And it's a minute after five, and it's time to hear from National News. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Representative Ilan Omar of Minnesota has successfully defended her seat with her Democratic primary challenger conceding on Tuesday night. Former Minneapolis City Councilman Don Samuels noted that the race was close and said he hoped the two-term congresswoman would adjust her way of dealing with constituents as a result. In the end, she walked away with 51% of the vote and will go on to face Republican Cicely Davis in November. The big semiconductor bill is now on the books. A once-in-a-generation investment in America itself. A law that the American people can be proud of. President Biden signed the bipartisan chips measure during a White House ceremony yesterday. He said America is meeting the moment and delivering in a fast-changing world. The bill also aims to boost American competition with China. Biden called it an economic and national security issue. A key inflation reading is due out this morning. Brian Shook reports. The July Consumer Price Index report is expected to show a slight slowdown in inflation rates that have soared to highs not seen in decades. Analysts are saying there's a strong likelihood of reasonably good news. The CPI is also expected to provide clues about further steps the Federal Reserve can be expected to take in its fight to curb inflation. I'm Brian Shook. Border Patrol agents detained 88 migrants, including 81 children, in Arizona on Tuesday. Customs and Border Patrol says 71 of the children were not accompanied by adults when the group was found near a small hamlet just over the border about an hour southwest of Tucson. The chief Border Patrol agent of the Border Patrol's Tucson sector said most of the migrants are from Guatemala. And the Los Angeles City Council has approved a ban on homeless encampments near schools or daycare centers. Tuesday's 11-3 vote came after police cleared protesters from the council chamber making at least one arrest. The measure prohibits homeless encampments within 500 feet of schools and daycare centers. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. And our temperatures around the area. Eau Claire sitting at 61, Medford 53, Rice Lake 58, Wausau and Green Bay 59 and clear, Marshfield 58 and clear, La Crosse 66, Madison 65 and clear, Milwaukee 62 and clear. And it seems it's a little balmy out there today, actually. And like I mentioned before, boy, if you're up and about, take a look outside and look at that sunshine or look at that moon coming up. It sure was bright this morning or during the night, I guess, when I come up here. And just pay attention to what's going on around you. We're going to get through some more chores and then we're going to be heading over and talking to Brad Matson. It's time for our ProVision Partners update. Brad Matson is on the line. He's lead agronomist at, at ProVision Partners. We're into August. It's time to start thinking about plant maturity. What's going on out there? 
Well, Jim, there's a lot of difference and variances. This last weekend, where you know they're forecasting a lot of rain. Some people got some pretty good showers. Some people didn't get much, or just uh, enough to kind of coax this crop by and, uh, until we hope for another rainfall. So, a lot of variations out there. A lot of variations in in how the crop is doing. Um, so it's you know uh, looking at what kind of things we have to be concerned about, and uh, uh, we're a little bit behind. Um, in GDU's uh, growth stages, uh, but not bad. I guess we're closer to normal, but we're a little bit behind of the last two years, which have been kind of records and stuff. So we're going to see corn silage coming off probably mid-September, late September, and a lot of varieties. The drought areas, the ones that are affected by that, I've seen some corn that's already brown all the way up to the year, so that corn's pretty much done at that point. Soybeans are starting to abort some flowers and pods, trying to save the yield that they have already uh, in these drier areas. Where we've been getting rain, seeing some really good yields, really good in both corn and soybeans. As long as the rain keeps coming and fill out those, uh, uh, those crops, it's going to be uh, a really good crop in some, some regions. So quite a lot of variation. Seeing a little bit more corn than northern corn leaf blight popping up uh, and track those. Seen a fair amount of that this week. Uh, so we're going to have to be careful on harvesting and those types of things, and, uh, and that's going to have some effect on the yield and, and, and how we fill out. And uh, so a lot, a lot of variations out there, Jill. If the rainfall were to end up coming for some of these places that are really lacking, how, what effect will that have on the crop yields? Well, it's going to stop the degradation. The problems you're still going to have in these droughty areas is on the corn, you know, you're cannibalizing some of the nutrients out of stock that, those, these plants, their main goal is to reproduce, to produce a viable seed. So whatever you have on your ear, which we went through pollination really good, so as long as they don't abort any kernels, they're going to do everything they can to fill out those kernels. And uh, and if we keep get the rain that uh, comes in these areas, as long as we're not brown above at the ear or or above the ear, uh, they'll continue to fill out. The problem we're going to have is standability issues. And then along with these weakened crops, we're starting to see more diseases. That's why I've seen some anthracnose, northern corn leaf blight. In soybeans, we're seeing a lot of brown spot, a little bit of frog eye, some bacterial blight coming in. So when that plant is is stressed, just like we are, we're more susceptible to other infections. So it's kind of cumulative. But it's going to try to save whatever yields is down there. And... uh, um, so, you know, we can still get pull some really good yields out of some of these crops yet, but uh, we're going to, in these drier areas, we're definitely going to need some more substantial rains fairly soon. And that's our Pearl Vision Partners update with Brad Matson, lead agronomist. I'm Joe Welke. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 10 after 5 here on Wax 104.5. And our markets are brought to us by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to start out with our cash livestock. 
Choice fed beef steers are 136.5 to 152.5 with mixed at 110 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 134 and three quarters to 145.5 with mixed at 101 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 125 to 139.5 with selects at 86 to 124. Cows are 63 to 84. Bulls are 70 to 115 with butcher hogs at 78 and a half to 105. Sows are 74 to 81 and a half with boars at 25 and a half to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are 95 to 136 with feeder lambs at 95 to 255. Ewes are 75 to 95. Small goats are 20 to $190. Medium goats are 70 to $285. Large goats are 135 to $510 with nanny goats at 35 to $255. And our futures markets, the live cattle for August, 137.97 and a half, down 37 and a half. October, 143.17 and a half, down one, one, just a little over one. December's 149.65, down 80 cents. And February's 154.52 and a half, down 50 cents. And that market is trending downward. Our feeder cattle for August one seventy eight eighty down two and two forty seven fifty. September one eighty two fifty down three fifteen. October's one eighty five fifty seven and a half down two twelve and a half, and that market is trending downward. Our lean hog carcasses for August one twenty two twenty down forty cents. October ninety nine sixty down seventy cents. December eighty nine sixty down twelve and a half cents, and that market is trending downward. Also, looking at our Chicago Board of Trade, December corn six fifteen down one and a half cents. December oats four fifteen down a penny. Soybeans for November they're at fourteen thirty five up six and a half cents. Soybean meal for December is four hundred twelve dollars a ton. Up two and a half dollars, and wheat for December is at eight sixty six, up seven and a half cents. And a lot of those markets are trending upward because of the weather. We're dry out west, and it just is taking a hit on the markets. And in our dairy markets for barrels, we're at one eighty eight, up eight and a half cents. Forty pound blocks one eighty two, up three and a half cents. Gray double A butter. Is at two ninety six down a penny and a half. Class three milk August is twenty dollars nine cents up fourteen cents. September they're up forty seven cents to nineteen eighty seven. October's at twenty forty two up thirty seven cents. November at twenty seventy three up fifty two cents. And December up thirty four cents to twenty forty two. And that market is trending upward. It's been trending downward for most of the week, so it's kind of nice to. Refreshing to see it trending back upward. We're going to be doing some more chores, and then we're going to run over, do a few stories, some ag news, and our long audio today is with with Pam and Secretary Missy Hughes and talking about grants, grants that are available. And I neglected to do a shout-out for my daughter. Nicole is... Her birthday today, she is 24. So let's get on with some more chores, and then we'll head on over for some news. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
And our Ag News is sponsored by Chili Implement. Stemming from the food supply difficulties of this past year, Congressman Tom Tiffany has introduced a bill that puts the enrollment of new land in Conservation Reserve Program, CRP, on a one-year hold. After the first year of no new land enrolled in CRP, the Grain for America Act is planning to stop prime farmland from being enrolled in CRP in order to help support the support food production. And the USDA is set to invest in conservation on grazing lands with support for farmers. USDA, through a partnership program, is planning on investing $12 million with livestock producers to expand conservation practices on grazing lands. Agreements will be focused on identifying and addressing barriers to accessing grain conservation assistance for livestock producers. Farmers need to contact their local NRCS office to find out more. Proposals proposals are now being accepted through Grazing Lands Conservation Initiative until September 22nd. And let's look a look at our pork exports. For the first half of the year are below last year's amounts. Even with exports reaching over 219,000 metric tons in June, volume is down 8% with a value of almost 650000 and that is down 7% from June 2021. Pork exports for the first half of the year equaled 1.29 million metric tons, but that's down 18% from last year. And with a value of $3.62 billion, that's down 16%. Mexico is the leading market for U.S. pork, with the record large amounts going to the Dominican Republic and Colombia, with exports increasing to South Korea. Pork shipments to China, Hong Kong are down from last year. And here's a story that's awfully close to my heart. Spencer FFA alumni is establishing a scholarship in honor of my brother, Mark Zimmerman. After graduating from UW-River Falls in 1992, Mark took the job as ag teacher and FFA advisor at Spencer High School, where he stayed for the next 33 years as the sole agricultural connection for the district. Spencer FFA Chapter was consistently one of the top programs at the state and national levels, with many students serving as state FFA officers, state award winners, and national award winners, and a national FFA officer in 2022. Many student teachers learned under Mark's guidance. To help start the scholarship, a raffle will be held at the Spencer FFA's annual Fall Harvest Breakfast on September 11th at Anderson Electric in Spencer. Anyone interested in donating directly to the scholarship fund, contact any of the Partners Bank branches in Marshfield, Stratford, or Spencer. Mark touched so many lives and did so many great things, and we lost him this summer. Let's do some more farm chores, and then we'll be heading on over to Pam and hearing about grants for businesses. When you talk to people that lead companies and organizations, they say some of the most expensive endeavors, research and development. And that's why a lot of grant money is going out around the state for agriculture and other industries. And Pam, uh, the totals are getting pretty high for sending out some of those grants. 
Well, and the grants go in a lot of different directions, Bob. You're right. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where I had a chance to visit with Missy Hughes. She is the secretary and CEO of Wisconsin's Economic Development Corporation. And they recently announced that they want to invest in businesses that are developing technology that could help agriculture. Technology today is being leaned on by a lot of industries due to the lack of available labor. And she said it's important that agriculture stays on the front edge of that technology. I talked with Missy Hughes and asked her to give me a little bit more background on why they decided to look for these qualified new business venture programs and get technology flowing to agriculture. One of the things that we try and do at WEDC is to support entrepreneurs as they come up with ideas and try to go into business. And like you said, often you need an investor to do that. So what we're doing with the QNBV, I'm going to use that acronym too, is um, incentivizing folks to invest in Wisconsin businesses. And we do that through a tax credit. So if you invest, say, $100 in a Wisconsin business, as a, a qualified business, you can get a tax credit of up to 25% of that um, $100. So it's a way to incentivize people to look at Wisconsin businesses at that angel and venture level, um, you know, when somebody is getting started and really support them with your investment. And then, you know, hopefully it's a success and you get a return on your investment in addition to that tax credit. Now, there are some very deserving businesses out there that have really leaned in to the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation to try to get some of that help. Have you been, give us a little sense, first of all, Missy, on the scope of different technology-related ideas that come back to agriculture. I think that the average non-farm consumer, and even the farmers for that matter, might be surprised and impressed to know what technology could be coming their way to help them get their job done a little bit more efficiently, uh, correctly. Well, you know, you, we, we often think of farming as a low-tech business, but the reality is, all farmers, especially our Wisconsin farmers, are using technology every day to farm smarter, to farm more sustainably. And so the different types of technology that we're supporting with the QMBV tax credit is, is a whole range. And I'll give you an example. One of them is using satellite imagery to observe farms, to understand how they're doing as far as their performance with their crop growing, and then use that information to help the farmers talk to their bank and be able to get a better credit score and a better opportunity for working with their bank to support their business. Another um, incredible example is a... um, opportunity to detect infections in an animal's breath. And so by uh, detecting that infection, the farmers can be smarter about when to medicate, when to use antibiotics. They can look around and and determine, you know, what in my operation is potentially um, helping my animal be sick. So again, farmers really being smarter about the opportunities um, to uh, raise their animals in a smarter way or grow their crops in a smarter way. And ultimately, that results in saving money and the farmer's performance, um, you know, being much stronger. 
You know, I think that some people are saying, okay, that's great. That's wonderful. Those are two examples. How does the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation or uh, any group that's working with you, how do they vet the information that's presented? How do you, I guess, pre-qualify these uh, agribusinesses, technology companies to be on the QNBV list? Well, we dig in with the um, businesses and really learn and understand what their business is, what the opportunity is, and how we can help them um, with the QMBV product. Or we have we have technical development loans that also help them. So we look at our tools and determine what's the best way to help those um, those technology businesses that are getting started up. We also have them um, reach out to different groups around Wisconsin that can help them in their process, whether it's the Dairy Innovation Centers or our UW system programs that help businesses get started. So not only do we have... Um, you know, financial resources, but we also have technical assistance resources for these businesses getting started. Have uh, you done any kind of proof of performance on the QNBV program uh, since its inception? Any idea what kind of impact it's helped to elicit for Wisconsin technology companies, including those that reach agriculture? Yeah, I mean, you know, what we do is we track... Um, First, we qualify the business, and then when the investors are seeking to have their tax credits verified, we work with the investors and the businesses. So we're involved in the whole kind of uh, cycle of investment that these businesses are getting. Now, you know, the reality is some of these businesses are going to succeed and some of them aren't. And so, you know, we don't, we don't really rank our success on whether or not these businesses succeed or fail, but it's the opportunity that we've presented to help these businesses reach investors and then the willingness of investors to invest in those businesses. If you're just joining us, this is Missy Hughes. She's secretary and CEO of the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. And we are talking about a program called Qualified New Business Venture. Been around for a little while, but it caught attention recently at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days because it focuses in on trying to find investment monies for those startup businesses, many of which relate to technology that agriculture can use. Now, Missy, you mentioned one of the ways that people can get involved is a Wisconsin income tax credit equal to 25% of the value of their investments. Explain that a little bit more in layman's terms. If I'm someone, maybe I've got a retirement fund or maybe I am retired and I want to try to see if I can amp up uh, some of my returns. What what do I need to know to try to get involved with QNBC? Um, well, it's important to keep in mind that often this type of investment is a one-on-one type of investment. So it's not like your JP Morgan fund is going to invest in these small businesses. So what we really see is these connections that the business owners make with the investors. You know, it's their work to go and make the connections with the investors. Um, We have information that's available about which businesses have been uh, qualified. You know, of course, we have, um, uh, we're a public entity, so we've got opportunities for folks to understand what we're working on. Um, And more information can be found at WEDC.org. um, but if you're, you know, if you have a particular interest in investing in farm technology or other Wisconsin businesses, you know, we can help you understand those opportunities also. 
It's a fast-moving area of business, this technology front, everything from apps right on through to, as you mentioned, satellite imagery. So is there a round where new businesses that would like to get involved with the qualified new business venture, QNBV, can approach WEDC? Tell us a little bit about that side of the margin. Yeah, I mean, anytime a business can reach out to us and ask about the opportunities to get qualified as a QMBV. This is not a grant program that has deadlines or anything like that, you know. Um, We're going to be going to Rocky Olson for Premier Livestock with his markets in just a little bit after we do a few more chores. And I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. After a little bit of that last debacle, but he's here and ready to rock and roll. You betcha. So, weather over there, it's been pretty nice yesterday for moving cattle. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous, you betcha. And did you get all of your life, or all of your equipment pictured? Uh, still finishing up, still finishing up, just moving things around, rearranging things all day yesterday, and yeah, looking forward to it. All righty. So what happened with markets over at Premier Livestock? Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Uh, markets are pretty strong all throughout in all classes. Fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 131 all the way up to 145. Choice B steers and heifers, 136 to 148. Uh, top high yielding market cows from 92 to a dollar five. Many from 72 to 91. Also, uh, market bulls from 97 to 118 on the high yielding bulls. Uh, the lower yielding, 96 and down. Mostly organic market cows sold on Monday from 90 to 115. Uh, newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, mostly from 75 to 100. 170 per head. Beef calves 135 to 415. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50. Uh, today, Wednesday, we got our hay auction at 9:30. Dairy cattle auction at 11. Got a very nice lineup of dairy cattle for today, featuring a complete herd dispersal of 70 high-quality Holstein parlor freestall cows, averaging 78 pounds of milk, 150 cell count. Cows sell on test. Lots and lots of fresh cows in there, milking into the hundreds. Several reputation loads of fresh two and three parlor freestall cows uh, coming from some of our top consigners. We also have a nice fancy load of them young good uh, danky cows for the sale today that will be tie stall. Uh, got some very nice springing heifers and that auction starts at 11 o'clock a.m. If you can't make the sale today uh, don't forget we do have online bidding through Cattle USA. Any questions call us 715-229-2500. Detailed information on our website. Uh, more information on these consignments, upcoming sales at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Also, reminder, we, like I said at the top, we are full for our machinery auction for our August 26th sale. Uh, we will be taking consignments right after this one for our October sale. So that is the way it's shaped up, Jill. Sounds like you've got a lot of cattle coming through there again today. Yeah, yep, no, it looks like a busy day. Well, that's good. That keeps everybody out of trouble, right? That's for sure. <laughs> All righty. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day. And that was, and that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Mike Dandrea and weather. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. 
Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's weather time with Mike Dandria. Mike, are you there? Sure am. How you doing, Jill? I'm doing fabulous. How about you? I am doing fantastic. Just couldn't ask for a better start to the morning, huh? Oh, it's gorgeous out there. And did you see the moon? Oh, absolutely. I saw that when I was driving into work this morning, and it looked, well, kind of like a, a giant pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so you must be hungry already this morning, then. Maybe a little bit. It's been a couple hours since I ate breakfast, so there's that. Well, you know, you have those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it is going to be a, a great day to maybe enjoy some pizza out on the patio because we'll have abundant sunshine, and it will be a little on the warmer side, though, mid to upper 80s. Now, later on tonight, we'll have a cold front move through, and that'll give us a little cooler, but not by much, dipping to about the upper 50s for overnight lows with mostly clear conditions. Later on tomorrow, mostly sunny conditions, but cooler, upper 70s and low 80s. And uh, Thursday night, partly cloudy, just a few more clouds roll in. This could give way to a chance at some showers by Friday. Most of those look to hang out to our west, but not going to roll those out. And Well, we need a good bit of that rain. Otherwise, partly sunny. Temperatures only climbing to about the mid to upper 70s. And a bit of humidity and heat returns going into the weekend. Partly to mostly sunny for Saturday and Sunday with mid-80s on tap. Then going into Monday, another slim chance at a couple showers and storms here and there. And temperatures into the low 80s and cooling it off by next Tuesday. Mostly sunny with highs in the upper 70s. And right now, we have the makings of a beautiful sunrise in about a half hour with a temperature of 61 degrees in Eau Claire. And it is gorgeous out there for those uh, county fairs that are still happening. Oh, you bet. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you have a chance, look to the east and uh, check out that sunrise this morning because it is gorgeous. That's good. <laughs> Looking right. forward to more sunrises. Absolutely, Jill. You have yourself a great day. You as well. And that was Mike Dandria from our TV 13 Weather. And our Skywarn 13 Weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Marquardt Motors has the largest area pre, largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at MarquardtMotors.com or on the lot. And Morgan is in the house, and she's got some news ready for us. So, Morgan, what's happening this morning? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today out of the voting booth and results that you'll see on your ballot. We begin there as construction company executive Tim Michaels pledges to work hard for working taxpayers of Wisconsin. It'll be him who faces Democratic Governor Tony Evers in November. They've been left behind by the Democratic Party that just wants to focus on the social issues. From my first day in office to my very last day as governor, jobs and the economy are going to be my number one priority. 
Michaels defeated former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish in Tuesday's primary and said he'll make Evers a, quote, non-essential worker in November. Looking across those political scenes, meanwhile, it was Mandela Barnes winning that Democratic race for U.S. Senate. He'll take on Republican Ron Johnson. In our area, the race for Congress in western Wisconsin is set. State Senator Brad Paff won yesterday's Democratic primary. He'll take on Republican Derek Van Orden in November. We continue to have those results online, and you can look closer at 715newsroom.com. In other headlines that stretch across the Union with a Wisconsin connection, a man is dead after police say he hit a bear while riding his motorcycle in western Montana. The Montana Highway Patrol says a 66-year-old man from Fond du Lac hit the bear Sunday morning. Troopers there saying the man died at the scene. Game wardens tracked the injured bear and put it down. Well, the next Wisconsin sports book is set for the Northwoods. The Department of the Interior is making a bet on a new gaming agreement between the Lakota Ray Band of Chippewa and the state of Wisconsin. That agreement would allow sports betting at the casino in Hayward and another spot on the reservation. The governor signed the agreement on Friday. The Lakota Ray Band is the latest tribe in our state to get the go-ahead to open a sports book at its casino. And what happens behind closed doors is usually your own business until it makes the news in Florida. Rochelle Wright and her partner were both reportedly intoxicated and fighting when the incident occurred. Wright told officers she was tired of his behavior and their arguing when she picked up the raw steak and threw it at him. The meat didn't hit the man. Instead, it struck a wall. Wright was arrested for domestic assault and booked into the Pinellas County Jail on Sunday, but was released the next day. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well, before we can use that steak for uh, either supper or, or a weapon, I guess, in a pinch, we have to get the cows fed, the chores done, and that all happens as we head back to the barn with Jill Welke in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thanks, Morgan. That's kind of an interesting way to use the steak. I know I would rather not uh, chuck it across the room. But let's take a, it's 20 minutes to 6 o'clock, and it's 61 degrees out there. And there's, here's a few things that are happening around the area. The Wisconsin Cranberry Growers are having their summer meeting today, starting at 1.30 at the Research and Education Center. Advanced registration is not required, uh, but the meeting is only open to Wisconsin Cranberry Growers Association members. Farm First Dairy Cooperative is is hosting a federal order webinar for members. That's happening tomorrow at noon. Uh, Go ahead, and there's no cost to participate in the webinar, but the members must register at Farm First website. And that is a webinar that's happening tomorrow. Also tomorrow, August 11th, from 9.30 to noon, there's an Industrial Hemp for Fiber and Grain Field Day at the Chippewa County Farm. Contact Chippewa County Extension for more information. And that field day is from 9.30 till noon. And they're going to be investigating industrial hemp for fiber and grain. The Chippewa County Farm is also holding their casual field day from 1 to 3, and that's out at the farm, and that's about American Malting Barley Association. They're going to be talking about barley trials and industrial hemp stuff, and so go ahead and contact Chippewa County Extension for more information on that. And rolling to this weekend, the 13th and 14th, there's a back-in-time tractor show Sponsored by Medford FFA and Medford FFA alumni at the Cruise Preserve. Oh, Medford School Barn, excuse me. Medford School Barn on 
Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's the Back in Time Tractor Show. There's also ribbon cutting ceremony down at the Osseo Fairchild Technical Education Center. That's a partnership that the Osseo Fairchild School District has with CVTC. And that's an open house from 1 to 5 on Sunday at the uh, at new education center that was built right down by, there by the high school. I actually had the opportunity to talk to Lori Whalen, the superintendent, about the their partnership with CVTC and just the great outlook that they have for educating the community, bringing non-traditional students in, kind of bringing the campus to the students. And I know they're starting with a lot of students right out in high school, and the credits that they earn in that building will be going to college credits. But there's also the opportunity to have people from the community get in there and get some more education out there. So we're going to be doing a few more chores, and then we're going to be heading to some markets. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you, and don't forget it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's quarter to six, 61 degrees out there. And we have a new voice coming from Equity Altoona in bright Pregnant. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.25 to $1.45 with a top of $1.47. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.18 to $1.43. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.30 to $1.42 with a top of $1.43. Choice Holstein steers, $1.16 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight and oversized steers and heifers, $1.15 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 85 to 98 with a top of $1.04. 60% of the cow cows sold from 66 to 84. Bottom 20% of the cow cows sold from 65 cents and down. Top 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.10. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 cents and down. Cull bulls sold from $85 to $1.05. Thin, full-horned, and lightweight bulls are all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $75 to $145 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $70 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $230 per head. Our next feeder sale is this Friday, August 12th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, give us a call at 715-835-3104. This has been Bryce Gragness reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. What's happening up there? Jill, good morning to you. Uh, but i tell you what, it's mornings where we could be on the deck, but we're sitting in here with the window open. Gorgeous, beautiful morning. So what we'll do is we'll recap the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford with you. We'll go ahead. 
Let her rip. All right, thank you. And a very good morning to everyone. Again, Jill, thank you. And uh, summary from uh, yesterday and the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the organic market yesterday on the organic cows. We do sell those every Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. And uh, good good quality certified organic cows in yesterday's auction were selling from a dollar all the way to a dollar twenty nine and a half. Uh, low yielding organic cows uh, ninety five and below. Conventional market cows on yesterday's auction now continues to be a strong market. High yielding fleshy Holstein cows yesterday's auction selling from eighty six to a dollar. Uh, earlier in the week on Monday we did top at one oh two. This week are selling from sixty five to eighty five to uh, these thinner light carcass cows below six money. On the bull trade so far this week, mostly ninety five to a dollar twelve. Bulls below ninety. We'll have an update on the Fed cattle as we sell most of those this morning, and we'll have an update on those tomorrow. But on the calf market this week, uh, market on the Holstein bull calves, seventy five to one seventy five. Calves from one eighty to uh, heifer calves, pretty limited demand this week, thirty and below. Beef calves again, very strong, seventy five to three seventy five. Did see a top on those at 400 on Monday's auction, and we are at Wednesday, so we'll get started this morning. Uh, sell market cattle this morning, conventional market cows, and as I mentioned, fed cattle today, goats, baby calves. Your cattle sale today around the noontime hour, and we do have uh, we do have some jumper bulls consigned for that feeder sale today. If you folks are looking for those, don't forget tomorrow's auction does start at 11 with baby calves and market cattle tomorrow. Again, Jill, that's what we have for the folks this morning. You guys enjoy the day. It's going to be a beautiful one. I know a lot of a lot of third crop is laying down already. And uh, it wasn't really weather too much, but not the rain, are we? No, there's a slight chance early next week, but it's supposed to be pretty nice. Yep, well, I mean, uh, most, of course, has been spotty around, but Northern County, I think most, we uh, decent showers so pretty good shape you uh and i guess the big man will be back tomorrow huh yep that's what he tells me okay well remember how to get to the studio yet right i might have to make him a map yeah you know yeah well i don't know he's bob follows he's he just kind of goes where he wants well (laughs) yeah it happens I'm sp- yep. I probably got to leave him some notes too because you know we got to remind him of all those things that happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, see if I got a couple day or old donuts in there for him. <laughs> okay, maybe a muffin or two. Jill, been nice talking to you, and uh, we will uh, uh, talk to Bob tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Thank you much. Have a great day. <laughs> and that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. And I promised to make mention of a kids' rodeo that's happening at the Clark County Fair. It's free. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock in the horse arena. And it's a family event. It's been going on since 2018 with different um, mutton busting, stick horse racing, and steer riding. At first it was sponsored by the 4-H Federation, but now Clark County Livestock take takes care of it and the entries for registration you just have to do it at the fair it's three to five dollars for those little kiddos and the livestock's provided and i hear it's just a hoot and that is friday august 12th at six o'clock in the horse arena at the clark county fair we're going to roll on over and look at one last look at our markets 
December corn at the Chicago Board of Trade. The December corn is at six fifteen, down a penny and a half. With December oats at four fifteen, down a penny. Soybeans for November at fourteen thirty five, up six and a half cents. With December wheat at eight sixty six, up six and a half cents. Country elevator prices: Golden Plump in Arcadia is at six fifty one, Baldwin six seventeen and fourteen eighty three. Duran is at six twelve and fourteen seventy eight. Rondovi's at six seventeen and fourteen seventy eight. Elmwood six seventeen for corn and fourteen seventy eight for soybeans. Fall Creek is at six oh two for corn and fourteen fifty three for soybeans. Osseo is at six twenty two and fourteen eighty three. Elk Mounds at six thirty two and fourteen eighty three. West Sparta at six fifty three for corn and fourteen eighty nine for soybeans. Ellsworth at six oh two and fourteen fifty eight. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 671, with Stanley at 673, New Richmond's at 667. And at our dairy markets, barrels are at 188, up 8.5 cents, with 40 pound blocks at 182, up 3.5 cents. Gray AA butter, down a penny and a half to 296. And Class 3 milk, August is at 2009. Up 14 cents. September's up 47 cents to 1987. October's up 37 cents to 2042. And that's the last look at our markets. We're going to take a little look at our weather. Today, our weather is supposed to top out at 86 and sunny with the low tonight at 55. Tomorrow's 80 and sunny. Friday, 78, sunny. Saturday, 84, but getting a little humid. Sunday, 85, getting a little humid then, too. And Monday, 83 and humid, with not much chance for rain in the forecast. And that's a look at our farm show for this Wednesday morning. And that's what I have for you. Remember, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And Bob will be back to visit with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.